Welcome to the Geek Psychology Podcast. This podcast comes from the Geek Psychology YouTube channel, where we use personality type and geek and gaming culture to help you play life better. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being you. And I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Geek Psychology Podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash geek psychology. Why is it so hard to be an INFJ? Coming up in this video, my thoughts and some insights that you can take with you to make your life a little bit easier. What's up, Legend? It's Sherman here from Geek Psychology, where I help geeks, gamers, and creatives to play life better. One of the biggest issues with with all struggles in life, in my opinion, is balance. How do I do the things that I want, and yet how do I not overly focus on that to the point that I'm ignoring all these other aspects of my life? Like this airplane. I could ignore the airplane, but eventually it's going to get my attention. Eventually it's going to start just being this little like echo in my head that's taking over all of my thoughts. And if I just were to ignore it, eventually it's going to pop up, right? It's going to, it's going to start making more noise than I want. And I have to turn my focus towards it. And with all of us, there's this part within, there are many parts within us, but some kind of, uh, you know, we can, we can push them down. We can suppress them for a little bit, but then eventually they start to pop out. It's like a whack-a-mole or something like that, right? Like that game, you know, when the little mole jumps out or that, that, uh, crocodile game. I don't, I don't know if you're as old as me, but you know, it comes out and it goes, rawr, like now I'm angry and it comes out and you start slapping it. Anyway, that's how I see life. Okay. So I want to, <laughs> I want to get into a little bit more nuanced understanding for you as an INFJ so that you can understand how to leverage your personality type better. So first up, your dominant function, your class, you know, if you're a gamer like myself, you know, I like to think of people as different classes, different character types, different archetypes. Um, for you, it's the visioning mystic, right? So it's this kind of mystic character that's, that's scrying into the future and seeing where things are going, reshifting the, the frame that you're looking at reality to and going into these kind of meditative trance-like states to, to gather insights. As the observer of the ebb and flow and the dance of the universe, you tend to, uh, tend to see yourself as kind of an outsider in a lot of ways. In, in like, you're watching the world, but you're not necessarily like a part of the world. And that's one reason why things are difficult for you because you're, you have this detached perspective and you know that things are going to happen. And you just have this knowing like, this is what's going to happen. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. Oh. You did it. Okay. Why didn't you listen to me? Right. Like that whole, I am sure you've been through that a bunch of times. And, and when that happens, like it just kind of reinforces that, like, well, nobody's going to listen to you anyway. So you might as well just kind of distance yourself and, and just watch the, the show, <laughs> you know, watch things as they come about. And that's not necessarily like a, a reassuring sense. Another reason why it could be difficult is your auxiliary function, extroverted feeling. I call this the edge. Um, if, if you're thinking of yourself as a character, like this is the thing that gives you that little bit of like difference and that little bit of, uh, the ability to grow and to stretch yourself and to expand into the extroverted world, to be a little bit more offensive with life and take more actions in 
order to uh, to deal with those insights and premonitions and things that are happening. And for you, it's extroverted feeling. It's this unifying type energy. It pushes you to want to fit in and to want to people. And yet also you're, you're picking up all this like juju and this like energy from the outer world and from all the people and stuff like that. Like you can, you can walk into a room and just know about a person, right? And that picking up that and knowing that like, I need, I know what this person needs. I know how to help this person. And yet I have to push myself outside, way outside of what is like energizing for you, which is, you know, detaching and in glimpsing into how the universe works into I need to take actions now in order to like bring these people together to meet their needs and to, to help them to host in some way. And that is draining, right? So it's like, I know this is my superpower, but man, do I not want to do it? Like maybe a little bit, right? I'm sure you have your little tricks with it and stuff like that. But like to actually fully embrace it, and to like shine as the the envoy, the ambassador that's bringing people together, that is tiring. And yet you know how to do it really well. And if you were to go into your tertiary function, introverted thinking technically, think of it as this analyzing aspect of yourself. This is a state of relief. Like when you get really stressed out, when you, you don't want to do the peopling stuff, you turn to that as a way of making decisions, of making judgments. And this is, you know, very logical. It's the analyzing adept, like the expert, the, the wizard, the scientist, right? That part of yourself that wants to, to dissect and define and categorize all these things. And for you, because it's this relief state, usually you go to it in a way of self-defense. It's kind of like your armor in some way, right? You're putting up a shield, an ice wall or something like that. It also, it keeps you critical of other people. It makes you critical of other people as well as of yourself, right? It's constantly looking for those, those flaws, the mistakes, the imperfections, the inaccuracies, the flawed ways of thinking about things. And it's like constantly pointing those out to you. So you can get pretty stressed out and continue to get stressed out instead of taking actions and, and like getting direct feedback from, you know, interacting with people. You go to, this analyzing aspect of yourself and you're just like, no, I'm going to, you know, distance myself even more and figure this out. I'm just going to figure it out without actually having any real world feedback. And then your inferior function, extroverted sensing, this engaging type energy. Um, this is even more keeping the world at a distance. I call it your limit, right? Because it's something that limits you, but also like if you understand what your limit is in life, in, in anything, um, and you can kind of like toe that line. You can just, you know, maybe even step over it, maybe surpass what used to limit you. Then you gain just an incredible amount of power and access to, to more resources. And for you engaging in the real world and being just fully present can be difficult, as you know. And because it has this kind of, uh, maverick like this kind of energy that's, it's kind of scary. Um, you know, you feel inferior around it, you know, you're just like, I don't really know this, this realm of life, this domain of life. Um, and yet you're surrounded by reality. Like, what are you going to do? Right. Eventually you kind of have to interact with it. And so you get into this, like this back and forth issue with balance of how much do I, you know, be present here, be in the moment and, and live life. And how much do I like 
um, look into where things are going into the future in order to kind of also protect yourself from those those bad things happening. Right? It's a it's a lot of foresight and seeing things in different ways, and yet engaging in the moment is like, well, I'm just gonna do now. I'm I'm just gonna be here and like turn up my senses, turn everything up to eleven, just you know, let loose. And then you're like, well, but I don't want to do that because I know all these bad things are going to happen. So you just got this back and forth and that makes life difficult for you as an INFJ. So what can you do with all this information? Like it's not just information for the sake of information and and being data, right? You need to convert it into wisdom by actually acting on it and bringing it into your real life and having experiences with that information. And so what you want to do is you want to like know how to leverage your strengths and how to refresh and rejuvenate. So as I said before, your strengths are with visioning and unifying, right? Have a vision for where things are going, where society is, where people are, and, and bringing in and, and kind of making bridges and, and bringing people together, right? So that people can live better lives and you can support them and you can help them and they can help everybody else and we can make a happy, nice world. That's you, right? You you can do that. That is your strength. And yet it's exhausting, right? So knowing that when those things are happening, shifting over to analyzing or engaging intentionally is how you're going to relieve stress and, and make your life a bit easier, right? Intentionally do like a, a strategy puzzle or something like that intentionally go for a jog, go for a run, do some yoga or something like that, right? Get into your body, you know, practice grounding and breathing and stuff like that when you get stressed out, because that's going to to replenish that energy so that you can do more of that unifying and uh, making the world a better place. And that's what we need. The, the world needs heroes, right? The world needs more people that are working on themselves and putting themselves in a better position to help other people as well. And it's it's a burden, but uh, it's one of your superpowers. So if this video helped you, um, please send it to somebody else that you think it would help too, because this is how I get my strengths out and my abilities is, is making these YouTube videos to try to help people understand themselves at a deeper level so that they can play life better. Keep up the lifelong questing. Good luck, have fun. Peace. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please give it a positive rating and review it wherever you downloaded it from. If you have any questions or comments, head over to youtube.com forward slash geekpsychology or geekpsychology.com. I look forward to spending some time with you again in your ears or your eyes or your head. I appreciate you and your time. Thank you. And until we meet again in the next episode. Thanks for listening, and I hope you got something out of it. I know that by listening to this podcast, it means that you're ready to take your life to the next level, and I'm so excited to help you do it. Whether you're struggling with anxiety, lack of motivation, or you're just looking for your spark and purpose, I have many courses and a one-on-one coaching service available to you to help you get out of your own way and be happy. So head on over to geekpsychology.com to get started. See you there.